Travel, it's one of life's greatest pleasures. When we journey abroad, we discover new places and meet fascinating people, but we also gain perspective and take on a wider view of the world around us. That was Trevor Ranges, and I'm Scott Coates. After more than 25 years living and working in Asia, we've developed an amazing network of interesting characters throughout the region. Talk Travel Asia is our way of sharing them with you. Plug in and get connected to hot tips, interesting perspectives, and expert travel advice as we cultivate travel insight through intelligent conversation. For many Westerners, visiting areas of Asia with monkeys is exciting. As they are such intriguing creatures, people often consider them to appear friendly, especially if they're not scared of humans. But these monkeys usually expect people to give them food, whether humans want them to or not, and they can be very cheeky, if not dangerous, in certain circumstances. Once you spend a reasonable amount of time in Asia where these four armed primates live, you're very likely to begin amassing some stories of encounters with them. And more often than not, it seems, these are not entirely positive interactions. Scott and I realize we have some pretty cool monkey stories uh, and a few ape tales too. In this episode of Talk Travel Asia, we will be sharing these monkey tales with you. From Phnom Penh, Cambodia, this is Trevor Ranges, and I'm here today, as usual, with my co-host, Scott Coates. How you doing, Scott? Hey, Trevor. I'm doing great, man. I'm in Bangkok, and I have a nice, cool beverage. And this episode was a lot of fun because we kind of came upon the topic by accident, I think, on our last episode together sort of monkey tales. And uh, yeah, we jotted some down and all of a sudden there's a lot of monkey encounters here. So yeah, I'm looking pretty forward to it. Do you kind of remember maybe your first sort of monkey experience in Asia where you're like, holy crap, a monkey? Absolutely. And that's actually one of the stories that I'll be sharing today because the first place I visited in Asia was Bali. And Bali in the village of Ubud has a very famous monkey forest. And uh, mm -hmm. that's pretty much the best first monkey experience I think you could possibly have with the exception perhaps of the snow monkeys in the hot springs in Japan, which I haven't seen. Um, but otherwise the monkey forest in Bali is a, is a pretty special monkey place. Yeah. The first monkey experience I can remember was actually in Gibraltar and our driver got a monkey to pose on my head, which then proceeded to pull my hair and <laughs> almost bite me because he didn't give it food. But I think I can't remember for sure in Asia, but I think it might've been Batu caves in KL at the start of a year long trip as a backpacker. I remember mm -hmm. seeing some cheeky monkeys there. And one of my stories is actually from going there as well. So I got a little taste of their true nature at the start as well, Trevor. So For sure. yeah, we're going to just go back and forth. I think we've bundled them a little bit by country and share some of these encounters we've had with our four armed friends or four legs or yeah, four legs. I read that. And I was like, uh, I still think I feel like they still have two arms and two legs, you know. But before we move mm. on, I think we should differentiate there because monkeys have tails as well. So monkeys have arms and legs and Correct. a tail, whereas apes, uh, which people often confuse with monkeys, um, do not have tails. So a few of my monkey tales are actually about apes today because some of my best experiences, um, as I talked about on a recent episode, tantalizing travel tales for my trip to Sumatra, where I experienced uh, orangutans in the wild and then gibbons. And uh, both of those are apes. And you told the story about gibbons in the Highland Farm on that episode. And, and those are apes as well. So mm. I think uh, there's definitely a, a big distinction here. And, and generally that can be broken down to apes good, monkeys bad. Yeah, and I actually kept it monkeys when I saw the tail. So all mine are monkey tail, although there will be a mention of gibbons. I do have gibbon stories. I just didn't bring them because I saw monkeys, so no <laughs> apes. 
feature in my stories here. But a lot of my apes might be incidental because, you know, they, they do cohabitate a little bit. Yeah. So just before we get into sharing our monkey tales with you, remember Trevor and I put this podcast out for the love of travel and the love of sharing with you. And it does cost us money. And we'd ask that if you enjoy this one, like and leave a nice review of the podcast wherever you're listening to this. And then also, if you could go to patreon.com, find Talk Travel Asia and sponsors from as little as a dollar a month upwards. If you send us like five or ten dollar sponsorship, we'll send you a postcard. We might say something about you on the show, but we also every couple of weeks share a short bonus episode or sometimes little videos with our patrons. So there is a little extra travel of in it for you. So Trevor, where would you like to start with your monkey stories? You know, I started with the Ubud Monkey Forest was my first monkey encounter in Asia. So I think we should start there. Um, it's, it's pretty popular. I mean, if people have heard much about Bali or dreamt of going to Bali, the monkey forest is kind of up there on everyone's must see list, kind of like the uh, Pat Pong, the red light district is in, in Bangkok for many people. Um, but now having been to, mm-hmm. I've been to the Ubud Monkey Forest a, a number of times now, you know, when people come to visit when I was living in Bali or when I travel to Bali with friends who haven't been there, you invariably end up there. And it, like I said, it is pretty much one of the coolest places because it's a, it's a sanctuary and it's the native habitat of six different tribes of monkeys that amount to more than a thousand six monkeys. tribes. Yeah. Like six different distinct hmm. clans. Cause it's a 30 acre forest, which is 12 hectares. And, uh, there's, okay. there's two temples. There's a Holy spring, maybe three temples and a Holy spring and all these different like terrains. It's just super jungly and, and there's monkeys everywhere. Um, and, and it's kind of crazy because they're all around you and you're in their habitat, you know, but at the same time, they're mm. incredibly accustomed to people because they, I mean, they're such a huge tourist attraction. So like they're on the take trying to like jack everybody of everything, you know, people are so stupid too. Like I, I have more appreciation for the monkeys than, than a lot of the people at the monkey forest because people want to get photos of them with like on their heads. Like you, you got that one when you were a kid, right? But then they'll like put their, put they'll put their bag head. down and then they'll put like a Red Bull can down next to it as if a monkey doesn't know what a Red Bull can is, you know? And then, Oh, maybe sure. I'll put my camera down next to the Red Bull can, you know, it's, it's ridiculous and fun. Um, but at the same time, have you been to the, to the monkey forest in Newwood? Trevor, I know what you speak of because I was walking through Ubud and I saw it on a map. And then when I saw lots of monkeys about, I went to the other (laughs) side of the road because almost all these monkey tales I tell, all of them have happened before I went there. And I know what they're about. And I was like, I don't want to be that close to that many of them. So I didn't go in, but I walked by it on the other side of the road. Yeah. You know, that's not too bad. You know, my buddy Murph in Hawaii, you've met Murph. Yeah. He got bit, mm-hmm. he got bit by a monkey there at the monkey forest. Surprise, and, surprise. And I learned that the monkeys there have a virus that humans can contract by getting bitten by the monkeys there. And apparently it doesn't do anything bad to humans that we know of, but you still get like the Ubud monkey virus if you get bit and they bite people, you know, the coolest thing about that experience was one time somebody had given this small pocket mirror to a monkey and he was holding it in front of him, looking at his reflection and then reaching around behind the the mirror and trying to like touch the monkey. And then he would turn it over to see if the monkey was on the other side of it. Like he was really trying to work it Mm. out and he was like rubbing it on the ground. And like, it was really fascinating to see how intelligent they are as well. Yeah, they are clever. Too clever in some ways, Trevor. So, you know what? I'm good not getting bit. I think I am free. Do not have the monkey virus. It's like touching cats. I don't like petting cats because you can get toxic plasmosis. You probably they've they've have proven it, you get a little yeah. bacteria that lives in your brain Everybody's and gets it. rid of some fear. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, a lot of people. I don't have it. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to take a detour to Malaysia because, you know what, the first one I'm going to tell, it's not the most exciting. It's kind of the warm-up act, but it was on my first visit to Asia. And you go to Batu Caves, and Batu Caves is in sort of a Tamil area, which are the people originally from India that are now Malaysian and live there, one of the three major groups. And there's some caves on the north end of the city, which are pretty famous to go to. And you walk up a couple hundred steps and into some big caves. But there are monkeys everywhere. Not as much as the temple you mentioned, but they're all on the railings to the stairs going up. And they basically like, they're like super aggressive, bad mood beggars, right? And they're trying to snag things out of bags. Don't carry food, basically is the best thing. And we go up and we go inside and at the very top of the stairs, there's kind of like a a chain link fence arch built over you. And it's about four meters high in the top. So you could, you know, just like a baseball fence or that, you know, chain link, Mm. you could stick your hand through almost. And there was a tourist there, and somehow he had his wallet out, and a monkey snatched his wallet, climbed up that <laughs> fence, and just sat on top. And you can see him, and he kept looking at the guy. And I swear he was just screwing with the guy, because yeah. he'd look at him, and he'd open the wallet, and he'd kind of like pull a credit card out, then sort of throw it, but it wouldn't fall down through the fence. And <laughs> guys looking up, yelling at it. It just would keep kind of looking at him, would like take yeah. out some money and like Trade it crumple bananas. it up. and. Yeah, and after about 10 minutes, the guy somehow managed to get him to get it down. But I really believe the monkey was screwing with him. So that was kind of my first monkey experience. And I think I learned something. I, I really did. I was like, okay, get cheeky monkey. Cross the street, you know, go to the other side of the road, yeah. <laughs> go to the other side of the road and, and don't have your wallet out. No, but that's true because they definitely are. Sorry, sorry to, to comment though, but like the guy stealing the wallet, like it seems like they can be trained to steal things or they'll learn, like they know it's valuable to you. You know, like they know that a camera is not something that you can eat, but like if it can grab your camera, you'll probably like give up all mm. the food you have in your bag to get it back, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I think they're, they are clever enough to figure that out. Years later, this is seven, six, seven years ago, I was living in KL and I started golfing again and I was out with three other guys and we're at a kind of a city course, edge of the city. Jungle's right there and there's lots of monkeys about and they would, at holes, we had the driving carts and you had to be careful because they would run up and and try unzipping golf bags and stuff. So you would literally usually have one guy <laughs> while the other guy's putt on the green kind of hang out near the car. And I'd seen them many times when when you think, oh, it'll be all right, and you look over and one's trying to get a zipper down. But we were on a green, and we realized they were in, and they were getting stuff out of bags and out of the carts. So we chased them away, and two jump up in a tree looking at us, and one had stolen the guy's cigarettes, and he started eating a couple. And the other had stolen my fisherman's (laughs) friend. And it had somehow gotten in that Ziploc thing, and it was just scarfing them down. And just like, it must have put back five or six fisherman friends while I watched it, and I thought... Oh, you bugger. Like your stomach is going to be in the house of pain because. But his breath is going to be minty fresh, man. Oh, for weeks. Yeah. Everything's going to be minty fresh. So yeah, getting jacked by monkeys on a golf course uh, was pretty neat. And again, they knew how to open zippers and everything. So uh, yeah, that's my Malaysia monkey tales. How about you? Where, where What's uh, next? I, since you wrote Malaysia down, I stuck with Malaysia and, and I went to uh, Malaysian Borneo to the province of Sabah and, and Sabah is famous for the proboscis monkeys. I mean, you know what a proboscis monkey is? Mm-hmm. They're famous because they have big noses. That's what proboscis means. Yeah. And, uh, and actually, sorry, I feel like we should define the, the, the naughty monkeys we're talking about because they're generally one type, right? Yeah, the mo- like the monkeys in, in Bali, those are it's a crab-eating macaque. And the macaques are the same kind of monkeys right, that they have at like the Angkor temples. They're quite 
widespread across uh, Southeast right. Asia. So a lot of the naughty monkeys, yeah, they're macaques. Some of these other monkeys, like the proboscis monkeys, they they seem way more chilled out. Did you see them? Did you go to Did you go to Sabah? I have been there, but I saw them in Brunei. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, same, you know. But mm-hmm. the, we went we went to see the orangutans in in uh, Danum Valley, um, and that was really cool because okay. you know I'd seen the orangutans in in Sumatra at Bukit Lawang years earlier, and when we went to to Borneo to to the Danum Valley, it was pretty cool. We saw one like way across the valley with binoculars, just like kind of cruising in the in the canopy. Um, and then on our way out, uh, one ran across the road in front of us, actually. Um, but uh, we unfortunately, really? yeah, we didn't get to see the proboscis monkeys, though, which, uh, you know, would have been cool to see as well. Okay. The orangutan sightings were, were pretty awesome, though. So uh, that made up for it. But they're apes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did see uh, apes, some orangutans, semi-wild in a rehab place outside of Kuching when we were over there in Boney. Yeah. So that was uh, pretty cool. My next one's a real short one. It just goes back to Malaysia. And I actually never did get attacked or anything stolen. But, you know, this is when I was living there the same time as the monkeys stole stuff out of our golf cart. And I had built up quite a fear because you're going to hear more of the stories. Actually, a bit of fear with a lot of caution. But I just I know they're faster than me. I think if it was me versus monkey, monkey's probably going to get the upper hand. And it's never just one monkey. I took you once. No, no. Oh, there is. (laughs) No, they get like backup fast. I've taken you mountain biking. So I've taken you mountain biking in Bukit Kiara, single track, yeah. single track, real mountain biking. And you'd enter a lot of areas just off little roads onto a single track. And there would be thick trees like right over you, almost like a, an arch. And there would often be monkeys just sitting like a meter plus from you on both sides of the trail looking at you. And I would just always like keep my eyes on the trail and think, okay, don't look them in the eyes. Don't you guys screw with me. And they never jumped on me, but I was really worried. But there were a few times I'd climb to the top of the mountain and just take a breather. And then you'd hear something like, their sound. And you'd look and there'd be like a big male up in a tree just staring at you, making a sound, didn't want you around. And I just always think, oh, no, what am I going to do here? What am I going to do? Don't get a They had me on the edge. They never attacked. But yeah, I was always on edge around It's funny. Later on, when we get to Thailand, I'm going to tell a story about a, a woman who had some traumatic monkey experiences. But it seems like you you like you have like a more I don't know like you know my sister always used to make fun of me as like the monkey guy because when I was a little kid I had the, like a stuffed monkey toy and then and then I had a stuffed monkey curious George so she always thinks that I have a, a like a thing for monkeys so maybe like my monkey experiences mm-hmm. even though like they're kind of some crazy ones that I've been treated well by monkeys. I think here in Cambodia, here in Cambodia, they have them at the Angkor temples with those macaques and there's signs up of like warning you of the, of, you know, watch out for the monkeys. And I took a sign last year. Yeah. Like I took a picture and put it on Instagram of the monkey warning sign and joked that of the, of the 90 times I'd been to Angkor, I'd never been attacked by a monkey. And then like a couple of days later, I was, I was pointing at something at the Bayon and, and I didn't even realize there was a monkey right there, but I was putting my hand up towards this monkey that I hadn't noticed and he lunged at me and yeah, it's really scary otherwise you know there's a there's a place up near Angkor called the Angkor Center for the Conservation of Biodiversity and they have pretty much every monkey they have okay. every monkey and ape and loris and different kind of species uh, whenever they find animals that have been captured as pets or, or injured or some hunter gets a hold of them and they can manage to, to rescue it um, they take them to the ACCB so I've had some pretty cool experiences there with with different i don't remember all the monkeys that might have been there but they have gibbons there which is always really nice otherwise my first best gibbon experience in cambodia was when we were doing a big dirt bike trip around central cambodia 
And I was with uh, Richard from CM Reup Dirt Bikes. This, these villagers had this gibbon and I put it on the motorbike and the, on the handlebars. He was like hanging on to the, to the handlebars in front of me. And that ended up going on the brochure, uh, for CM Reup Dirt Bikes, uh, for quite a while. Might even be on the website. Yeah. I, they, I mean, they're not in operation anymore, but that was kind of fun. And I always feel bad when like normally now I would call like, uh, wildlife conservation and they would come and free it and bring it to the ACCB. Um, but it's cool that they do that because one other interesting creature they have here that they have at the ACCB sometimes is the loris and a loris is a loris a monkey or an ape Trevor. You might even be strange. Yeah, I know. I know it's a primate, you know, but, but they do have them here. So okay. yeah, they don't swing from trees like gibbons. That's for sure. So no. So the best place in Cambodia to see monkeys is Angkor temples. I, I would say you're right. I don't have as much experience, but you will see. Some. That's the easiest place to see them. But those are kind of like naughty monkeys that have been a lot of exposed to people a bit. You know, I mean, they're kind of friendly because people feed them a lot and stuff. But you have to be careful. Whereas like when I was in Lazy Beach last year uh, in December, they have kind of wild monkeys in the forest there. I shot some video one day when I was working on my computer at this little picnic table next to the beach and there's monkeys just cruising around chilling out and they're really wild they don't have very much interaction with people so they're still kind of wary of people they'd rather stay away from you they're always keeping an eye on you too so that those monkeys down on lazy beach like wild monkeys seemed like cooler because they they were willing to give us our space okay i respect that but uh yeah you know i, I just have this caution i just know they're faster they're stronger mm. they can bite sure. so i give them space <laughs> and uh so so i'm gonna bundle three okay that all happened in one country in Nepal. And again, these are all before the mountain biking. So we've kind of put the cart before the horse and you'll see where my caution comes from. So I used to lead some trips for travelers in Nepal. I probably led 10 or 12 with uh, our friend Mats, who's been on the show before. And it was on a trip with probably, I think we had a eight or nine people. It was a pretty good sized group. And we went to Guess what it was called, Trevor? Monkey Where Beach, Monkey Temple, Monkey Island. The Monkey Temple. Imagine <laughs> that. The Monkey Temple. And it's up on a hill. You go up a bunch of stairs. And our friend Kate, she wouldn't mind saying her name. She's from Australia. And they have some monkeys up that, up the stairs and then up at the temple, as you imagine. She had some food, but there was a baby and a mum. And we figure she just walked in between the two of them. Mm. And the mum jumped up and it bit her. It bit her on the arm. Oh. And, you know, drew blood like teeth went in. And this is... I think like day two of the trip and it's, you know, a two week trip and we're going trekking for a week. And so there were a couple dentists in the group who are technically doctors and know how to administer first aid. Especially and, for bites, um, I guess, maybe. For bites. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So what happened is for precaution for rabies, and I think it was something else as well. She was going to need, she got a shot then and she was going to need two more shots in the next like eight or 10 days or something. And we were going to be on our trek, which was luckily like not super far as far as Nepal goes. It was just in the southern mountains from south of Kathmandu, the Mahabharat range. And we worked out that they could put a shot in a cooler box and fly one to the Tarai south of the mountains on the last shot and have someone porter it in five or six hours before it got too warm. And the one before that, that they would have driven, put on a truck heading down the road give it to a porter and a porter would hike it in a few hours. So yeah, we were on this trek and twice on the trek, porter turns up with this little foam box, uh, you know, with some ice in it. And the thing. And the, for that though, huh? Yeah. And we'd, we'd have a couple of beer and shot a local spirit called Roxy out of a gas canister. And then the dentist would administer the shot. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> that all had to happen, but we were kind of lucky that it wasn't a super remote trip, like, you know, up in the big, big mountains or else she wouldn't have been able to get them. So that was sort of first monkey experience in Kathmandu. 
The second one, which I'll, I'll say scared the living crap out of me, mm. uh, we were in Patan, which is just next to Kathmandu. There's three old capitals, uh, Bhaktapur, Patan, and Kathmandu in the valley. And you'd really not know you left one city for the other. But we're in the old uh, Durbar or Royal Square area, and we're at the Patan Museum. And you got to imagine brick walls, outdoor courtyards, no roofs, there's trees around. And we're sitting at what is equivalent, really a picnic table, and one side of it, uh, butts up against a brick wall that's about two meters high. So there's three of us on each side of the picnic table, and I'm on the innermost. So I'm sitting right next to this brick wall, and the wall, top of the wall, would be about half a meter above my head. And you can hear some monkeys in the trees here and there, but not see them. And for whatever reason, there was fish and chips on the menu. And I think I'd already been in Nepal a while. And while everybody Perfect else had to share with food, a bunch of monkeys. This, <laughs> yeah, I ordered this fish and chips. And just as all our food got down, and again, I'm sure they've done this a million times. The biggest macaque I have ever seen, it was just like it had been cued on a Hollywood set, pops up from behind the wall into the top of the wall and goes like, ah, and makes the scariest monkey face. It was like it was acting. It just literally went ah, with its hands in the air. And I launched out of my seat over, over the two people, customers next to us, like I was gone. And they jumped out in time and the monkey just jumped down and just ate my fish and chips and that was it. But it was just the way it made like hands in the air and teeth and went, ah, like it was, it was definitely acting. And then I jumped over my guests, like so much for taking care of them first. And then the one on that same trip, I believe a few days later, we were staying at a golf course on the edge of Kathmandu and quite a nice property. And I had my window open and it's next to a forested hunting area. And I come out of the shower with a towel on me and I needed to get something near the window. And right sitting in the sill was one. And it also just kind of went at me and it didn't take anything. But I jumped and I went back to the bathroom and waited a while and yelled at it before it went. I was scared. So now I understand those incidents shook me a little. Yeah, I understand the other mm. stories now. You're, you're so much more wary. This is like one of those uh, funky memento type movies that starts out at the end. So I'm kind of working my way backward to give you the backstory on why yeah. I feel this way about monkeys. Okay, you can't possibly have, yeah, you can't possibly have a bad monkey experience at this next place. So we're, we're going to move over to Thailand. And uh, I don't know why I chose this first, but uh, Riley Beach is one of my favorite places mm -hmm. in Thailand. And I know you've spent quite a bit of time down there as well. And there's, there's a bit of monkeys. The most popular monkeys there are near the Pranang Cave. Yeah, like on the little trail yes. behind the resort there, there's a lot of monkeys that hang out. And out by the cave, there's a lot of monkeys. And then that's where people rock climb as well. But I, I usually stayed at the Riley Beach Club there. And uh, I'd stay in the monkey house sometimes. And uh, that was when I, I would learn that the monkeys didn't like looking at their reflections necessarily because there were signs in the monkey house, since it was all sort of open air, that you had to keep the shutter doors on all the mirrors closed. So like in the bathroom, after you brushed your teeth, you had to close the mirror because if the monkey saw its reflection in the mirror, it might attack it and break the mirror. Oh, right. And then uh, there was gibbons in the back of the valley there as well. And you could hear them like during their whoop, 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 whoop. Gibbons make a whoop. Yeah. So that was always really cool to hear the gibbons in the back of uh, Riley Beach. So I think Riley Beach is one, probably one of the best monkey places in Thailand. Yeah, you'll get pretty close to them there. Again, I saw someone when we were just down at Riley and just tried to get too close taking a picture and it didn't like that and kind of lunged at her. But uh, yeah, one of mine is from northern Thailand in Chiang Rai province, the northernmost province. It has uh, Myanmar bordering it on the west and Laos on the east. And we were just about 10 kilometers south of the northernmost town called Mesai, where you can cross into Takilek, Myanmar, at a cave that got super famous for those kids 
that got stuck in the cave in yeah. the water, right? Called uh, Tam Luang. Tam Luang, we would rarely take people there, but once in a while we'd be a little ahead of schedule on motor scooters that we had. Someone had caught wind that there was monkeys they could see and ask if we could go there. And I'd sort of like, yeah, okay. And we went and, you know, outside people are selling food and I never take food in. I don't tell people they can't, but I say, you know, I really recommend you don't take food because if you have food, they're potentially too interested in you. If you don't have food, you're very good chance you're not going to have anything bad happen. And a few people bought food. This one woman put peanuts in her pocket, pants pocket. Genius. And as we're walking in, of course, monkeys approach everyone and they can probably smell them and they just quickly scope everyone out. And a couple of them just ran to her and they just tried to start getting these peanuts out of her pocket. She panics naturally. And one got pissed and bit her on the leg, but it luckily didn't go through the jeans. Mm. And it didn't break skin, but she had two long reddish abrased streaks where the fangs had gone and almost punctured the skin. So an actual lesson to learn here is if you must absolutely must buy food, do not put it in your bag or your pockets. They can smell it. They will go for it. They will tear the bag off your back. Keep it in your hand where you can release it quickly if necessary. Leave it at home. Yeah. No, it'll be great. You never know when you're going to encounter monkeys sometimes, right? Like she might, she put the peanuts there not thinking that we're going to pass some monkeys. Oh, no. She knew. She bought them to give them to the monkey. And I've seen people that think like, oh, I'm going to ration some of the bananas for later. Right. Just put put them in in their bag. Oh, yeah, your bag. You want them in your hands. Again, don't do it. But if you have to, don't feed them. You want them in your hands where you can release instantly if need be. If you want to feed monkeys, go to Lopebury. Have you been to Have you been to Lopebury? I mean, I, I assume you've been to Lopebury. I went to Lopebury, but it's probably like 19 years ago. So it's what wow. about three plus hours northwest of Bangkok, and it's one of the outermost major Khmer or Empire settlements. So they actually have some Khmer style temples. So they yeah, extended their empire there was, out there, that, right? that, that that was part of the like Cambodian kingdoms from Angkor from way back to like the 10th century. It was really cosmopolitan. I think like Dvaravati and all that, like uh, Lopuri has some fascinating history and, and now it's got a bunch of monkeys. So like if you go to yeah. the if you go to the Kamai temple there in the middle of Lopuri town, it's like there's a fence, there's like a wall around it and a gate. Yeah. And then you go through the gate and it's just monkey land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just monkeys they're everywhere. everywhere. They're just mostly chilling in the shade of the different like uh, structures. They're like these giant sandstone Angkor style ruins, yeah. And it's just like monkeys like running amok. And then like kind of right Absolutely. right across the street, kind of diagonally, there's kind of a Phnom, yeah. There's like a little hill with like a clock tower or something on it. It's it's kind of like Wat Phnom, yeah. And the the hill. I gotta go back there. Yeah, we're like kind of diagonally across the street. And even they used to have an elephant there too, I, I feel like. I don't know. But like it's a place where people go to pray for lucky numbers to get like, uh, you know, lottery numbers and stuff. Yeah. And then there's like another troop of monkeys live there. So altogether, I think that there's more than 2,000 monkeys living in Lopuri, which is yeah, double the monkey forest, which is crazy enough, you know? So... And, and these are the same kind of monkeys as the monkey forest. They're the, the, the cheeky monkeys. Yeah. The troublemakers. The nasty ones. Yeah. And so every year in Lopuri, and I've been to Lopuri a few times, but I've never been here for the banquet. So they have a big monkey banquet. So our listeners might be familiar having seen it on like That's Incredible or some, you know, like crazy countries, <laughs> you know? Yeah. The monkey festival, they just, they lay out this giant massive buffet for for 2000 monkeys and the monkeys just like go crazy and just get all like high on their their power and all this food and a lot of it's like it's they'll have watermelons frozen in ice they freeze a lot of it in ice so the monkeys are like smashing it to get it out and so it stays fresh and they eat it and it's just like monkey mayhem 
That's like your worst nightmare. It is. And <laughs> and to continue the nightmare, last year in 2000, during COVID, a couple months into COVID, apparently, of course, there's very few tourists going to Lopri. And Thais used to go there more. Mm. But in April and May, there was basically for two plus months in Thailand, no domestic tourism. So no Thais are going. And Thais would often go and want to kind of make what's called merit, like actually give some food to the monkeys, feed them. And what happened is these monkeys, after a couple months, weren't really getting fed what they used to get. And it was in the Bangkok Post. There were running stories for a couple months that monkeys were then occupying shops and restaurants. Ten of them would go into a shop or a restaurant and just steal shit and take over because they knew, like, the owner can't take ten of us on. And so they started jacking stores. It was a regular thing. And then they ended up having monkey gang warfare. And they had a couple thousand monkey fights going on. And they said there's two major tribes. There's the city monkeys and these temple monkeys. Two identified gangs. And they were having full-on gang wars over food shortages and stuff. And so for a couple months, there was these sort of stories in Lopri. Like, it was literally dangerous to be in Lopri. And they'd take over your shop. And there was monkey gang fights going on. And, like, no joke. It was crazy. No, I think I remember somebody sharing. I saw that on, like, coconuts or something like that. Yeah. Um, we'll put it in the show notes. We'll find a couple of the stories and we'll put them in the show notes. Yeah, because that's not that uncommon. Again, coming back to Cambodia, like I don't know what happened to the monkey gangs that used to live around like the riverside and stuff. There used to be a couple of distinct monkey gangs along the riverside here in Phnom Penh. And they every once in a while, they used to, to brawl and battle and stuff. And, and they were kind of like known like gangs of monkeys, you know? So like It's so it's a, silly. Yeah, and they, you know, they need food, right? Yeah. My next one is just a super short one, but we've mentioned Highland Farm on here before. My friend Parani Dieter is in her late husband, Bill, care for, I think they probably have 40 some gibbons now. He passed away years ago. Um, anyhow, the first time I met him, it just always sticks in my mind. We were up there and he's showing us around the enclosures and all the gibbons. And I said something about monkey and he would always do this to everyone. It was kind of a shtick, but he turned like... They're apes, not monkeys. Monkeys have tails and they're much stupider and nastier. He goes, don't call them monkeys or they'll get really angry and pull your hair out and stuff. They are. Apparently, apes are genetically closer to humans, right? The monkeys are. So they are legitimately not as smart, not as clever. So don't make that mistake. No tail. It's an ape. Don't call an ape a monkey or they will get pissed off. I don't know that they'll do that. But, uh, you know, maybe they are more sensitive. They seem more emotional. I mentioned this really quickly while we're still in Thailand. There was a newspaper article I read years ago about the PP, caught PP Island, you know, where they filmed the beach. Yeah. There's actually on the, mm-hmm. the, the main island where, where people spend the night like what if you take a day trip over to pp lay the smaller island um there's a beach along the way that's called monkey beach yeah and like if you take mm-hmm. a long tail boat and you go on like a little long tail boat day trip it'll stop at monkey beach yeah so in the story it said that there was this woman and she was on the boat and she grew up like at a zoo or something and she had been attacked by monkeys as a child and so she was terrified of the monkeys Awful. and so she didn't want to get off the boat so she stayed on the boat when everybody got onto the beach and then the monkeys were all the way down at the other end of the beach, so everybody walked all the way down to the end of the beach. And and after some minutes, I don't know how long, like she felt like it was safe enough for her to get out because all the monkeys and people were at the other end. So she laid down on her sarong, and somehow, like, yeah, somehow, like some some baby monkey had like wandered over, and like this baby monkey like jumped on her head, and she jumped up and started screaming, and then the baby monkey started screaming, and then all the monkeys ran down and attacked her. 
That's an awful story. <laughs> I know, but I read it in the Bangkok Post, so it must be true. It's it scares That's the, the scariest story. My next one's a real short one. I was on Koh Samet, which is Thailand's driest uh, island. It's super soft sand. It's about three hours uh, southeast of Bangkok. I really love it. Nice if you just want soft sand, simpler hotels, great place. But I was just uh, jogging beach to beach once, and there's little wooden piers that go out, and I kind of ran out in the pier. And there was this, this Thai guy, and he had a can that was obviously empty but sealed. And he had a monkey, and I don't think it was a macaque. It was something smaller. But he would throw this can out off the pier into the water, and the monkey seemed to love fetching it, just like a dog. It would, like, jump off the pier, swim out, get the can, come back, give him the can. He would huck the can out again, and the monkey would jump off the pier and get the can and swim and bring it back. And I just thought that was so weird. It was just never seen that, and it was exactly like a dog fetching a ball. Yeah, it was funny because, you know, I, I hadn't ever seen swimming monkeys until I was on Yao Noi at near Phuket Island and Krabi in that area, yeah? And I went on, like, yeah. a day trip, like a five-island boat trip kind of day, you know? And on one of the one of the islands, there was monkeys that were just chilling out on these rocks, and they were jumping in the water. They were, like, launching off the rocks, into like, splashing into the water and then, like, swimming back and just kind of having a great old time playing in the ocean it was pretty cool it's terrifying when you find out animals have new superpowers it was like with the first time i found out like cockroaches could fly because mm-hmm. you're scared of big cockroaches <laughs> anyway and then you see a big one catch flight and they right, kind of they can't go to fly everywhere and right into you. yeah so when you see monkeys swim you're like oh they they can do something else too yeah. <laughs> hey one more uh Thailand story because you mentioned the the Lopuri monkey fights. I remember, I think I read this news last year, and let me know if 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 you did too. But in in, okay. in Suratani, they had like a monkey training school where they trained monkeys to pick coconuts. And I remember when I was writing for photos like the travel guides, um, I learned that there was a monkey who became famous because he was the famous monkey coconut picker. But he carried the Thai flag in the ASEAN Games or something like that. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's like That's this fascinating funny. story. But I recently heard last year, like through some like social justice warriors, like got the monkey mm-hmm. place shut down, like because it was like un- unfair to, to make monkeys work for their food. This is a, an interesting story, Trevor, and this is probably six, eight months ago. Let me start by saying in a perfect world, all animals would be free to live and do as they please. Absolutely. But that is not yeah. the world we live in, right? Like we use horses for herding cattle. We use all kinds of working animals. So yes, perfect world monkeys should be out in the wild. But a friend of ours, Daniel Fraser, my former business partner who has a Thai TV show, he's actually done an episode where he was, I think he was somewhere in southern Thailand at a place with monkeys that fetch coconuts. Mm. They're they're basically raised for that. They're trained to do that. Yeah. And he said the reality is that actually the ones he saw have very, very close relationships with I don't know what you call a, a monkey handler, but sure. those people, no. they have a yeah. very... To, to get monkeys to do all of these things and do all this work, the monkeys have to want to do it for sure, you know? Yeah. yeah. So he said they had very close relationships. They lived in good quarters. They only work part of the day. They chill out. They have all the food they want. And he's like, it's easy for monkeys to climb yeah, trees and Yeah, they still do five times as much work in like a third of the time. Yeah. Right. So he said, look, all of a sudden, and I'd be interested to know because all of a sudden there was this like boycott, don't drink Thai coconut water and stuff. And I I wonder if it's still happening, but he's like, basically, so now what? So you have all these coconut farmers that have their monkey get them that like now can't harvest very quick. They've lost their contracts. They're not making money. Like they're not being abused. So it's, it is one of those things like we do use working animals and in a perfect world. But in that case, I, from what I heard 
from him and he's seen it that it wasn't that big a thing. I'm kind of don't even really want to end on this note, no, except it was just such it was such a cartoon thing to see that like had I not seen it, I'd think it only exists in cartoons. But my wife and I were in Gaul, Sri Lanka, a forded walled town in southern Sri Lanka. And you walk on top of the wall at night and there's, you know, people doing little shows, diving into the ocean off the wall to try and get money. And there was a guy playing like a recorder to a cobra. And he had a little monkey with a hat on and the monkey was trained to get angry at the snake and smack the snake. And the snake is like getting angry and trying to bite the monkey. And yeah, yeah, then he would just stop for a while and let him sit and then they would fight again. And it was just. Is such a horrible thing. I yeah, that sounds a little more dangerous because like, you can't train. I mean, you uh, can sort of train a snake, but you can't be like, okay, now you get angry at the monkey. That doesn't work like that. The snake's like, I'm going to kill that monkey. So it was the bottom barrel of bad tourism, but it was also, I did take a photo and I, I didn't pay, but I stood there just going like, wow, this is just the ultimate in, in kind of wrong and bad tourism. So yeah, that's, I'm, I'm out of monkey tales. I'm sure there's more to follow if we keep living here. Do you have any words of caution more, Trevor? Yeah, wear jeans apparently. Yeah. And don't, don't, if if you're with Scott and you see monkeys run. (laughs) Absolutely. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. You got some bad monkey mojo. Yeah. I mean, again, like, uh, you just use some common sense when you, especially if you're in a touristy place where monkeys are used to tourists, like again, like people freak out too. Like you shouldn't freak out because then like you're panicking. I mean, they're not exactly like dogs where they can sense your fear or something. Yeah. But like, here's just give monkeys, (sighs) just give monkeys a little bit of space and don't, uh, you know, flash them any bananas or peanuts or anything. And you'll probably be okay. We covered the main one. I think don't feed them. If you really have to, only in your hands. And don't don't walk between a mother and its baby. That's another one. Like just, if you see babies, look at where the parent might be. And don't walk between the two because you put yeah, that's a big one because there. you know like the the little baby monkeys are like really curious and they like to jump around and they'll scamper up to people and grab like a, you know those little lady finger bananas or those little tiny apple bananas like that you can feed those to like these little monkeys and they're running around and and they do jump on people and and like it's just something bad waiting to happen you know. <laughs> It is. So something good waiting to happen is all of you helping Trevor and I keep this show on the air. And you can do that by going to patreon.com, talk travel Asia, and you can sponsor from as little as a dollar or two or five or 25 or whatever per month. Patrons get every couple of weeks, some photo galleries, a little short episode, maybe a video. Plus we'll mention you here and there. We send some people postcards. So please help do that. Also rate and review the show, please, wherever you're listening to that. That really helps us out. Thanks so much for joining us here. We'll be back in two weeks. Trevor, uh, can you wind this thing up? Yeah, I was just thinking I got some uh, monkey videos. I think like if you sign up for Patreon now, just donate even just like one or two dollars a month, you'll get to see my monkey videos that I shot down at Lazy Beach of the wild monkeys while I was there. Otherwise, please go ahead and uh, rate and review. Just click on like or whatever those buttons are with the stars below this on whatever you're listening to this. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks with uh, hopefully uh, another fun episode of stories with some exciting and interesting guest. Thanks for joining us on Talk Travel Asia. We look forward to sharing with you again soon. Hey Scott, do you remember the time we walked on top of the wall at Angkor Thom and Cambodia?